don't know how to use this program. I mean, I guess I do, but uh, it's not that easy. Tuesday, March 1st, 2022. I'm Stephen Sersky. Thanks for joining me. And yeah, it's the new month already. <laughs> Two months of the year, January, February, gone. Uh, I mean, maybe for you guys, I'm sure parts of the world are feeling time slowing down. I know. Ukraine, Russia. Russia's bombing the shit out of Ukraine and saying, wow, we can't... There's terrorists and all that sort of stuff. I mean, it's yeah. I, I don't know what shit they're making up this, today, but yeah, they're still bombing it. Two months though passed by pretty quickly. I mean, January was a low month. February was a low month. February we had Spring Festival, the Olympics. So it's been pretty busy. I mean, in doing other things like studying Chinese, and when that happens, it's like because my days are so structured. In that regard, I get up, work out, do three, four, five hours of Chinese, as much as my brain can handle, you know, then uh, in the afternoon, go on to some other projects. So it's, it's, it's been productive so, so far, uh, continuing that on. And as I mentioned, uh, leading up to today, today's March. So now begins my month long challenge to deal with or to learn Apple Motion. If you're not familiar with this program, uh, if you edit with Final Cut Pro, like if you're a video editor, um, if you've ever done any sort of video or audio editing, you might have come across uh, a program called Final Cut Pro or even iMovie. iMovie is like sort of the uh, the junior version. It's the, um, the, the people who don't care to finagle with the, the ins and outs of all the uh, uh, video editing, it's, you know, very consumer-based, whereas uh, Final Cut Pro, I would say, is actually more prosumer, although they try to tout themselves as being a professional video editing platform. It is very powerful. You can do a lot. So with that, Final Cut Pro has a whole bunch of things like transitions and uh, effects that you can apply to your videos. Motion, Apple Motion, is what creates those effects for Final Cut. So Final Cut is, although it's a video editor, it also comes bundled with a bunch of templates that have all been created in this other program called Apple Motion. Apple Motion is very similar, is more meant to be uh, about creating titles and sort of little graphic effects for your videos, not very much, not not big animated sequences or anything. Although it is a very powerful program, you can do that. It's it's not built for that. That's what other specialist programs would be used for, like Blender or After Effects. Those things, uh, After Effects, especially as your industry standard, uh, that uh, that's what uh, production houses uh, would use to create other parts of the movie. And then there's other specialist software as well, uh, which gets into thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars to, to subscribe for a month and thousands of dollars per year sort of thing. And the learning curve is just insane. I mean, it's a motion is sort of your consumer version of the effects world, I guess you could say. Um, and 
it's it's an intimidating program because when you open it up, I mean, it looks it's blank. I mean, you have all your options are like five different basic uh, project templates. You click one, like motion transition, or sorry, Final Cut transition, or uh, generator, or motion project, and then you're like, okay, now what? That's the issue. Now what? How do you make this thing do that thing? How do you how do you look at the Final Cut Pro transition and go, how do I make that? How do I make that but better? You know, how do I make that but customized for my own needs? And so that this is what this program does. This is what I'm aiming to do throughout this month. And there are some great tutorials on YouTube. Uh, the most notable of them is Simon Ubsdale. He's this British guy, and you, you Brits, could tell, have a listen to his voice. I, I don't know uh, where he's from, but you know he has sort of that nasally British voice, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and he's, he does these tutorials for free, and just today I've actually uh, uh, sent him a few dollars on uh, Patreon because um, he said he was... He, YouTube isn't paying him anymore to post videos, basically. So uh, if he doesn't get subscribers, then he's probably going to stop. Now, he has a lot of content on there. I didn't have to pay him. I could have gone through his free content. Uh, but this way, support the guy. And I'll uh, get some other, uh, some extra videos that he hasn't published online just yet. So it looks pretty cool. And today, actually, I went through one of his uh, tutorials again for the disintegrate transition. And this is neat because... I mean, I'm looking at it, they're going, I think there's other ones that are kind of similar to this in Final Cut. And of all things, um, well, actually, I, I did, I, I went through the whole thing. It took me like two or two or three hours uh, to create this two-second transition. <laughs> it, it just took forever because the thing, one of the issues I have with this program um is that the font is so small? <laughs> okay, old man. No, seriously. It, it, the I'm not sure how to increase the font size because even with my, it's meant for to to uh, accommodate like a higher resolution, and so I have it put on my bigger second monitor. But as a result, I have on my laptop screen, which is only 15 inches that's where I run the videos that I watch to follow along. Well, so the motion itself is small font, and then you now add it to a vi put it into a video that is being played back on a smaller screen size. So this is a bit of an issue for me that I'm squinting. And I was actually playing it back at 0.5 speed so I could keep up and look where he was pointing and clicking because uh, he does... Uh, go along quite fast, which is good because it keeps the tutorials um, moving along and short enough that you don't feel intimidated by the length of them, uh, which is uh, very important, I've found. So the I, I went through this, got the transition done. I actually created uh, two versions. Uh, one is the transition version, which you can see on my Instagram page, uh, and also po I po popped it up onto YouTube as well. And I also created another one. Actually, that's this, the first one. Let's see, how did it work? Right. The one that I tried to export with just the um, effect, it didn't work. But using Final Cut Pro to export a video using that transition 
it did work. So I, that's what you're going to see uh, when you head over to my Instagram page and also Twitter as well. I'll post it there. And then also YouTube has a copy of it up there as well. So it, it's very simple. I mean, you probably, honestly, if you didn't know what I was doing, you'd be like, what's why did I watch three seconds of these words flying across the screen? <laughs> you know, uh, you might question yourself, but the, the background is that, yes, it did take me two hours to create that. And now I have a transition that I can put into Final Cut Pro. So that is going to be my job for the month that uh, is going to keep me busy. Already I was thinking, I didn't, I, actually, I forgot to record. Actually, no, I didn't forget to record. I put off recording the introductory video to March Motion, thinking I would do it later, thinking the original plan today was actually to do a screen recording of me fiddling around with Mar uh, with uh, with Motion, Apple Motion. And then I realized, like, I don't know how to use this program. <laughs> like, one of the reasons why I am uh, doing all these tutorials is because, I mean, I don't know where all the buttons are, to tell you the truth. I mean, it's just such a... It's a complex program. It's it's such a blank canvas, but it's a blank canvas where you touch this and you go, "Ooh, that looks neat." Ooh, touch that. Oh, that looks neat. Oh, I could use that. I could do that. And then you're like, "Well, you try to combine them. I mean, they all look kind of cool separate from each other. But when you, me, unexperienced, inexperienced user, tries to combine them, it's like, I didn't. It's not working." <laughs> This is a stupid pro. It doesn't work, <laughs> right now. It's not the it's not the tool. It's the uh, tool. It's the worker. What's that saying? I can't remember. It's not the tool. It's the worker. Something like that. It's not the tool. It's the tool man. There you go. And uh, yeah, so that's I'm going to be working on this program. I look forward to it. It's going to be interesting to see just how long I have to spend each and every day. Whether that time is going to get shorter. Because there's some tutorials that he creates that are two or three parts. And they're, I mean, he only creates 30-second uh, demo reels of the stuff. But he layers projects upon projects to create these very nifty, um, very cinematic sort of videos. And so it's it's kind of neat to, to see how he does this. This actually has me thinking, I'm like, wait a minute how long is this thing going to take me? Because when I was doing, it was last year, uh, not this January's uh, challenge, but the year before, January 2021, it took me forever to get through using Logic Pro. Logic Pro is your professional audio workstation. And I mean, I was it was just a, a large learning curve, figuring out where all the little doohickeys were so I could make things sound good and play around with instruments. Now, managed to smooth out that workflow quite a bit, so I'm very proud of that. Now, here with Motion, I mean, that's what's happening. That's what I'm going to uh, aim for this month because last year when I was doing the May You Make Your Movie video challenge, I mean, what seemed like a simple, simple tutorial in Motion ended up being very complicated because it was like well you're just import this just click that you know rig that and you're going the f where's the where's the where's the button where's the button that he pressed you know squint in there look at the screen and go okay which one you know, press back 15 seconds 15 seconds five seconds you're like, oh, okay match up his 
uh, file hierarchy with mine. I go, okay, uh, oh, he put that one on uh, invisible. Okay, that's why. So this has been my adventure with Apple Motion so far. Going to continue on with it. Going to be fun. Uh, if you want to see this, again, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and then, of course, my website, stevensierski.com. That's where I'm going to be putting all those videos for uh, uh, to keep it all archived, updatable, and for you guys to see. Right. I did spend some time updating my website today. Um, so I archived all the February audio blogs. Those are done now. I've now up. Well, I've now created a March motion page, but also the March audio blogs are going to be archived under the main audio blog uh, page as it is. So that was uh, some website cleaning, I guess you could say. Other than that, uh, yeah, oh, a little bit of an issue today actually because I had uh, I. I was trying to uh, charge my Xiaomi band, and uh, it didn't. I mean, it's, this is not a big issue, uh, but it doesn't connect anymore. The charger, the magnetic charger, does not connect to the magnetic connectors on the back of the uh, wristband. Why? Because yesterday I was around an MRI machine. <laughs> And I guess it got a little too close, and it's rearranged the uh, the magnetic fields of the watch. So I went into uh, the Xiaomi repair store and <laughs> showed them what happened, and they looked at it and went, yeah, we'll just give you a new one. But I didn't understand, uh, like, I, I, this was all in Chinese, and this I should have got it in writing again. I didn't. Uh, but they said it was going to be a couple days to get a new one, I think. I'm like, what? You know, it's like, literally, I can go back to the store. Or couldn't I just swap it out? I'm not sure, but they said no. We'll we'll send you a new one. Okay, and then but they gave it to me, so I have it, and I can hold on to it until they switch it out, which hopefully will be in the next couple days or so. So good on that. Thank you, Xiaomi. But speaking of things taking a few days to uh, get around, books on the history of Ukraine. What in Chinese? So the book I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, uh, or last week when this whole Ukrainian debacle kicked off, The Gates of Europe by uh, Sergei Plokhy. He's uh, Plokhy? I don't know. His book has been translated into Ukraine into uh, Chinese, and it's, it's sold out. They had to order another printing of the thing, another 19,000 copies. I mean, that's pretty decent, I guess. That's a chunk of change. Um, I guess Ukrainians are starting to read about the history of Ukraine. I, I did see one girl yesterday on the subway watching the, the news about the Ukrainian um, war, basically. Very interesting to see that they're very interested in the Ukrainian war. Uh, but uh, yeah, so books on Putin and Ukraine are very popular right now. I was looking on uh, Jingdong to see if I could get a I, get a copy of this book in Chinese although I'm like how many other books do I have in Chinese that I haven't read yet I don't I don't need another one standing here <laughs> right although to be fair uh, one of the things that does help language acquisition is relevance 
and a book on Ukrainian history would be relevant to me, especially since I have uh, the uh, the English version. And if I had to, if I really wanted to, I could reread it. Actually, I probably should anyway. Uh, but then reading the Ukraine uh, the Chinese version won't be as difficult. Or I mean, it'll be sort of oh, that's what they're talking about. That's what that name is. That's what those characters are. It's a, it's a name of a person. I, I just kind of imagine how I want to know how they are transliterating the names of the Slavic, like of the Slavic peoples, because it's going to be like itch and ski and a lot of those names Ova, uh, a lot of different. I, I don't know how they transliterate them with Chinese characters. I thought that would be kind of neat to neat to see. But I mean, these books are sold. If you order it before March tenth, it should be delivered by March twentieth. I have never seen that for product before on any of these platforms usually someone somewhere has a copy and i mean i think the longest something has ever taken to get to me is like three or four days and that's usually because it was guangzhou based and i didn't check that it was based in guangzhou so i i sort of just wait for those things but usually within beijing it's pretty quick pretty fast so it's it's not the uh, this is kind of surprising that so many people are interested in it. Who knows? I might uh, uh, get a copy and look at it or something. <laughs> uh, speaking of history, that leads me into the two sessions. So March 5th, this Friday. And this kind of makes sense why uh, Putin, Putin and Xi spoke again last week. And uh, Xi Jinping was... Uh, you know, saying you know you should you should talk to them. You know, let's smooth things out, diplomatic resolution, etc. Well, that's because there's a couple conferences this week. I mean, I don't think it's the Paralympics that are causing it. It's the two major sessions that they have every March. Uh, the Communist Party party meets, and it's the National Congress and the National uh, Party meeting. I think I can't remember the exact ones, but yeah. Um, I, I have to check on that one second here. Right, yeah, so it is the uh, conference, uh, the national, it's the Congress, let's see, let, let me get this right, National People's Congress, NPC, and the National Committee of the Chinese People's Political Con Consultative Conference, uh, CPC, CPPCC National Committee. So it's two sessions every year, uh, and uh, that's going to be happening for the next two weeks, overlapping with the Paralympics, so... I suspect uh, the Russian war, the Chinese, uh, the Ukrainian war will be um, sort of on the down low for the next little while. Just kind of suspecting so. Oil has been doing well. Did you buy any stocks? What about gold? Good questions. Commodities were up at the beginning of the week yesterday. Uh, I haven't had a chance to look today, but uh, those have been doing very well. And for all you conspiracy theorists out there, you want one? Here's one. They've been talking about inflation and raising interest rates in the United States for how long? And just recently, January, you know, the Fed said we're going to raise aggressively this year. We have to. Well, with a war, USA can't. They cannot. So although the Fed wants to, they want to be responsible, they can't. Instead, they see inflation, which, you know, provides the commodity producers with cash influx, 
gives them jobs because they got to produce more of these uh, these commodities. There's a conspiracy theory if you want one, but I don't know. These rabbit holes are fun to poke your head down and uh, put your arm into, but uh, you might not have it back. It might get nipped by something else, so uh, be careful with those ones, right? Interesting, but I don't think that's what's driving this uh, whole Ukrainian war debacle. Folks, I'm going to leave it there uh, for this Tuesday. Hope you guys are doing well. Weather is gorgeous now, or at least there's blue skies, but given the two sessions and the Paralympics, Paralympics coming up, that kind of, kind of makes sense. Hopefully again, blue skies tomorrow. And yes, it is spring in Beijing. Folks, I'm going to leave it there. Show notes and tracks up on my website. Please take a look. And of course, the March Motion videos are being posted on all the major video social platforms. YouTube, Instagram. Is Twitter a video platform? Well, it can be. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.